Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the corner booth? Well, look no further. Yeats official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. All of us here at the corner booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code cornerbooth for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas, always fly as hell. Enjoy it. Yeats Official, official sponsor of the Corner Booth Podcast. You are now in the Corner Booth Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my amazing co-host and victorious Jets fan, Matt Ordazzo. At least one of his New York teams won this weekend. Um, yeah. Sorry, well, well. Nah, it's okay. It doesn't even hurt anymore. Mine was out. Listen, I catch it by the 15th of September. There's one thing you can always count on with Aaron Boone's Yankees. They will choke in the playoffs. And they will they will look like the world's greatest team in the regular season, and they will choke in the playoffs. So ironic because Aaron Boone's entire career is off one home run in the postseason. Yep, can't hit a home run in the postseason for us right now as a manager, though. <laughs> yep, right. All right. With that in mind, we have a great show today. We have the return of the six pack. Uh, we have six pack review. Obviously, of course, if you didn't see the tweet, your boy shot a hundred percent this week. <laughs> Thank you for FanDuel for helping me pay my bills this week. Um, and for my t- tabs for betting for the next like month. Um, on top of that, we have a brand new top 10 list. We have a actual, like I have a rev- actually an honest review of Modern Warfare 2's campaign so far. So far, I love it. That's my review. Um, I think it's very much worth the buy so far. I will give you an honest to God review next Monday when I play the online on Friday. That being said... We have one sentence game. We have a Monday football preview for the Bears and Patriots and much more. No Mason today. He is currently driving back to Norman from Houston. He will be on, of course, next Monday. Everyone loved him so much. We had to bring him back again. But with that being said, <laughs> Matt, Monday football tonight, Bears and Patriots. One, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, ironic that the one of the players' mascots were talking about his college mascot was a uh, elephant. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, what the hell is going on? I think Mac's starting. That's the word I got. If the Bears start getting out to a lead here, do we start like hearing a little call for a quarterback change already? So I think it depends on. So all right, so let's let's address the fact that Mac Jones is a fifteenth overall pick in the draft a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. He's obviously, or last year, he's obviously going to be their guy. Um, they've they've got to endorse. You got to endorse a first round dra- draft pick quarterback like that. I'm sure a lot of P- Pats Nation wants to see him out there. I've come into contact with a lot of Pats fans. I've actually said I think Bailey Zapp might be better than Mac Jones right now, and they thought I was crazy. The stats kind of tell differently right now, but. Found the Patriots and Mac Jones has a terrible first half and the Chicago Bears somehow figure out a way to take the lead during this game at all in the first half. I am looking at Bailey Zapp to come in in the second half to try and win me that game. I mean, he's 2-0 and as a starter, I think it was, or something like that, but he's got some pretty good stats so far for for Zapp. And I'm surprised that, surprised that they're not doing the Cowboys treatment where they're just kind of like playing the hot hand and 
you know, seeing how Zap can kind of roll out, but we'll see what Mac Jones does. I this should be a game that whoever plays quarterback should beat the Bears with with ease. Um, so we'll see how that goes out for him. But if I if I was the Patriots, I'd probably stick with a hot hand and let Mac Jones kind of have another week to recover. There you go. I, you know, I look at it like this. The Patriot, the one wild card here. Is oh, the- breaking news, my guy. Jets just traded for James Robinson. Oh, shit. Hey, man, congratulations on getting another running back. <laughs> oh, he's already on my fantasy league. Every, you know what sucks? I do feel bad for every single Jets fantasy owner who picked up Michael Carter this morning. Yeah, damn. That's got a fucking more dick, man. Oh. I'm sorry. I, I, I it, sorry, excuse my language, but that's got to suck. Seriously. Like, it's like me getting Robbie Anderson and then being a dipshit and starting him on Thursday. I think, oh, he might get a quick pass. Because the problem is, every time a guy gets traded, I think it's Jay Ajahi, and I want him to just start automatically. Like, when he his Eagles debut, of obviously ran for like 85 yards and a touchdown. Um, anyway, back to reality here. Um, we'll get back to Mac Jones, the Patriots in a second, but holy crap. I love this for the Jets. Joe Douglas calling up his old boy, Dougie P saying, Hey man, I heard you got a running back. You don't want to use no more. That's a running when Brees Hall comes back next year. I don't know if is Robinson Robinson's on a, he's the last year of his deal, right? This is his he well so he was an undrafted guy right so this is his third year this is a rental yeah pretty much what you're saying this is a rental hey listen for the Jets who are a contender Mac um, Zach Wilson is a win now guy like I'm I'm already making a run for uh, Corey Davis for fantasy as a backup receiver for me like it was either him or Zay Jones I kind of trust Zach Wilson over Trevor Lawrence right now which is horrifying to say more on that later but how you feeling man. Um, I feel great now. Um, so my my whole thing with with somebody, I guess we can just get into this because I have a lot of a lot of pain going on with this last game. So we we obviously won the game. Uh, Zach Wilson continues to have mediocre performances. If I if I could be blunt, I know we're winning games. And I'm very happy that we're five and two, but I'm not seeing too much uh, progression from Zach Wilson stats wise. 110 yards last week. 126 yards this week. I think he's got like a one passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown, and two interceptions, something like that. Um, so I want to see more from him. I know he faced two back-to-back elite defenses, um, but I need to see more from him to show progression. I don't want this to be another Mark Sanchez Jets where the defense is amazing, but the quarterback's mid. So I need to see more from him. Um, Brees Hall going down hurts because that was the heart of that team. That was the heart of that run game. Nobody could stop him. Easy offensive rookie of the year for the AFC um, so that it hurts losing him to a torn ACL and it hurts losing Elijah Vera Tucker, our best lineman to a torn tricep. So a lot of emotions were going on this week. We lost, uh, Denzel Mims left the game hurt. We lost Corey Davis who in the game that left hurt. So we were running on fumes and the fact that this team still pulled out a victory, which credit to sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, nobody could throw against them. It was a literal no fly zone. They were breaking up passes left and right, but the jets just revived me from near death with James Robinson. And you know what? 
I love the Eagles because they probably just prepped Joe Douglas for this because this guy just came out and said, you know what? We are less Take than five down, hours. Pass it around. <laughs> we, we are literally less than like what? Six or seven hours from the news about Brees Hall. And he's already got James Robinson. Like I'm so hyped because that is, I was hoping for like a Kareem hunt or a Melvin Gordon, but I'm fucking ecstatic with James Robinson. This guy is a fantastic, fast, quick guy. And I'm excited to see him just exploit those holes that are going to be from that offensive line is going to break up for him. So I'm happy for that. Now we got to just focus on some offensive line depth. You know what? I, I love your optimism and I'm pulling for your jets, man. I really am. Dude, the amount of tinkering I just did is insane. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I just don't want to finish on my top 10 list because you know, me can't stop tinkering ever. But with that being said, Let's get back to my honest opinion on this. I think it helps the Jets a lot. I love Joe Douglas because I love he's you know the Eagles lines right there. He is always going to be have that Howie Roseman connection. This is just a Howie Roseman move. Hey, one guy goes down, let's go get another. But unlike half the NFL, people actually trust Joe Douglas. Howie Roseman snakes so many GMs. He's turning into the Danny Ainge of the NFL. Uh, Dude, he's been fleecing teams for like five years. He is. He's uh, Volume dude. I guess he just he's a lot learns from the best. Learns um, from the best. Yeah. All right. So here we go. My honestly opinion about this page situation is the wild card here, as I was about to say, with Bill Belichick. You can never count old Billy B out of making a move that's going to make you scratch your head. Like I'm waiting for the deal, Damian Harris tomorrow or something. I was waiting for them to send Damian Harris to freaking I don't know who's missing a running back right now. Uh. Oh, so many, I'm, I'm, it's killing me. I can't think of who the hell. Somebody's lost a running the Ravens. Oh, Ravens yeah, the Ravens. I'm waiting back. for Billy B to send them down to Baltimore. But at the same time, it's like – Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, too. Like, I'm waiting for Billy B to send Damian Harris somewhere because he's got his his boy Stevenson. But I, I mean, to be honest with you, I think if I'm the Jaguars, I could use another running back to go with Etienne. I know he was looking amazing, but, like, if he goes down, who's going to step it go up? Go hit up uh, – hit Philly up for Kenny Gainwell. Seriously, like because Philly's got a uh, Trey Sermon waiting in the wings, and gig, yeah, and, or and the thing is like Philadelphia, it's like it's like Trey Sermon who's in second round pick four years ago is our fourth string running back. Greg Ward who played in the NFL for like six years is our fifth string receiver. I love this. I love our depth. I'm sorry for Miles Brett. Sanders uh, is actually looking like you know he's a reliable awesome. option right now for him and he's yeah, healthy. Just a monster. All right. Anyway, here we go. With this game tonight, I don't count off Mac throws a couple picks. I don't count Billy B going, <laughs> Bailey's our quarterback. Mac, you're done. You're getting traded next week. Imagine that would oh, that'd be great. Oh my many, God. Pats Nation well, would just fall to well, a demise. Here's the thing about, no, only Kevin would riot. Well, Alabama Patriots fans, I can't believe that's a title. Um, basically, Kevin and his, his cult um, would go absolutely ballistic. But my biggest thing about this is that you can never count out Billy B to make a decision. And from what I've seen, the Patriots are a better team with Billy Zappi in the lineup until Mac proves me wrong. He could definitely, he could come out tonight and absolutely shred the Bears. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's see how they do next week. I've got a little confidence in them. But right now, the Patriots are like, but then again, let's remember Matt Castle lit it up for a season. It's like, yeah, that was the year that Bailey, that uh, Brady tore his ACL or something, right? And I think they won like nine or ten games. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen right now. So at the end of the day, 
you can't. The only count. thing we know when it comes to quarterbacks and and the Patriots is that Brian Hoyer will never be good. That's the only thing that we know. Mm-hmm. There was one time, remember when they had Tom Brady, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. All three of them are starting right now in the league too. That's insane. Starting is an operative word for Tom Brady and Jimmy G right now. Mm-hmm. All right. Too soon? Okay. Moving <laughs> on. All right. So p- picks for tonight. Do the Bears have a shot? Uh, No. No. I mean, I think they have a shot at, you know, putting up maybe like 10 to 13 points. But I, I would be very – very surprised if the Patriots lose this game or if they they win by like less than they win by like three three or four points like I'm expecting mm-hmm. them to win by two possessions they should be able to win especially if it's I don't know if Bailey Zapp's going to play I'm assuming it's Mac Jones but Zapp's been putting up 30 plus points a game um so I, I I don't think Chicago has a chance in this but if they somehow win this game Patriots nation will never hear the end of this I think the biggest thing with this is that just I think Bill is like, all right, we beat the Lions. Let's go out. Let's kick the Bears' ass. Let's get back in the win column. We're still in this division. Like, uh, on to next week. Like, I, that's my best Bill Belichick compression right now. Honestly, I'm still shook by the James Robinson trade. That was fast. But here's the kicker. I just, you know, it's the Patriots, man. They could literally just lay a fucking goose egg tonight, and Stevenson could not play, and I'd literally curse Belichick's name for costing <laughs> Even though I'm already cursing the Cowboys for knocking my boy Amon Ra out for a week, if not more. Hopefully. I thought that was kind of bullshit because he looked fine. I didn't even think he got hit in the head when he – it looked like he got hit in like the upper back. I don't know. But he – I don't know. Maybe the independent neurologist, the Cowboys fans, they pulled him, figure who's the biggest. Also, we'll talk about the Cowboys in a minute. But picks tonight, uh, I have the Patriots as well. I have them winning – 24 to 10. I think the Bears do get a quick touchdown, like a shot put to Darnell Moody or Pettis, or maybe Montgomery busting one in, but it's not going to be fun. I think look for the Pat Stevens to rack up at least three yeah. or four turnovers tonight. Justin Fields is going to get in the rain, especially in the rain. Justin Fields is going to get exposed. I'm feeling like 27 13 Patriots. I'm feeling, I'm, uh, you know what? No, I'm going to make it uglier 22 to um, six. I don't think that's impossible. That's, that's an ugly-ass uh, score for an ugly-ass game. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Six-pack review time, Matthew. We had a great week. Both of us shot <laughs> at least over – both of us shot over 500. It's not bad. Nah, my man over here got the first parlay of the year to hit all of it. Bask in my glory. I literally <laughs> like posted the Johnny drama victory. You should have posted like, the uh, you should have posted this picture of Russ Wilson when he was on the fifty yard line of the Seahawks game in the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't like, insult my parlay by putting that fake <laughs> fake loser in, in front of it. Johnny Drama's the goat. You um, could have celebrated with the Danger Witch. You mean the recently discontinued Danger Witch? <laughs> Thanks for McCarthy finding that one out for us. Oh my God! Either way, let's review. Both of us took. Uh, TC over K State, gotta love it. Both of us, actually, no, only I did. I took Oklahoma State lone dog the upset and got the two points for it. Beautiful. Everyone was riding Texas. So I was like, oh, Kevin's best reason of all time was oh, Taylor Swift albums dropping. That's why they're gonna win. I'm like, 
Yeah, no, um, Texas is overrated as shit. They had a great win last week, but like, come on. I think Oklahoma State's the real fucking deal. Um, yeah, they played like they had half, they were missing half their offense. They still won handily. Um, UCLA, Oregon, you know what? Austin Stadium, man, Kevin said it like betting against Oregon in Austin on a day game, that's just a recipe for disaster. And they played like Bonex played out of his fucking mind. Yeah, Bonex was uh, 22 for 28, 283 yards, and five touchdowns. Troy Franklin had eight uh, receptions. Channeling like 2011 Darren Thompson Thomas or like 2010 Masoli. This dude's like just chucking dots. So Franklin, Troy Franklin, eight receptions, 132 yards, and two touchdowns as well. Um, I just, you know, I'm continuing just to get fucked by Bo Nix because it doesn't matter if I treat, if I, if <laughs> well, I pick okay. him. Betting against, betting with him against George, I'm going to give you shit for that pick until the season ends, man. Come on. That's, that's almost as bad as me picking against um, Clemson two weeks ago. Clemson, I, guess, I, I, um, I had one atrocious pick a few weeks back. Guess what the Jets gave up for James Robinson? Third round pick. A conditional sixth round draft pick that oh could potentially gosh. that could potentially increase to a fifth. Joe Douglas. Well, also here's the thing about here's the thing about Doug. Doug was like, okay, ETN's my running back. We can easily go get a power back like Jordan Howard off of the practice squads. It's not hard. And all, I, I guarantee Doug will go get Jordan Howard. That's not a question. Or like yeah. somebody like him to go work with ETN and ETN's a primary back like he did with uh, Sanders' rookie year. My biggest thing with this is, man, it's like <laughs> it's it, this is vintage Doug Peterson. That pick is going to turn into – that pick is going to stay a six-round pick. Oh, no, the more he plays, yeah, I'm sure. fifth rounder, and they're going to use on some like halfway decent Rayshon Jenkins type safety who's going to play just good enough to be a decent starter – and it's Doug, how Doug Peterson rolls, man. So it doesn't surprise me. Joey D making a great play. Those conditional picks are awesome for both ends. I love the conditional yeah. picks. Yeah, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, if it I'm it's let's be honest, it's gonna be a fifth round pick. If it's based mm-hmm. off of usage, James Robinson's going to probably get like 75% of the snaps. So yeah, yeah. it's gonna turn into a fifth, but you know what? For the Jaguars, an undrafted free agent turns into a fifth-round draft pick. That's that's perfectly fine for them. For the Jets, I am more than happy with giving up a low-end draft pick for a quality running back like James Robinson. Oh, I am too. My favorite thing about this is that, like, I remember with the Carson Wentz snap count meter. Oh, my God. It was fucking a mm-hmm. star. It was a Twitter account dedicated to it. It the would only- literally count Carson's snaps because it would make it from <laughs> a second to a first. And that pick was ended up eventually being used on Jordan Davis, I think, or being traded for AJ Brown, mm-hmm. one of the two. Either way, or being traded for the Saints for now top five pick from the Saints going into next season. Imagine, just imagine this. Imagine the Eagles either make it to the Super Bowl or losing the S Championship game and then have a top five pick next year. Oh, they're set. They could literally, they could just. Like they may go get Will Anderson. To replace because this is probably Brandon Graham's last season. It's like okay, mm-hmm. hey guys, our edge rushers are Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, and and Bron- Will Anderson. Have fun. That would be the <laughs> scariest hey, defensive like line. That Georgia cornerback was like fourteen interceptions to replace Darius Slade in two years. It's mm-hmm. like what the shit, man. They're in now. Listen, the Eagles are in prime 
draft capital spots in order to not only just have an amazing year this year, but to build that team for the future. So like the Eagles, honestly, for the next three, four years or so can be one of the best teams in the NFL. We, I hope fingers crossed. I hope I've heard this before in 2017. I will say this. Oh, this team, it looks like it has a lot more chemistry. They have a better figurehead. And I think honestly, I think Sirianni's just as good of a coach as Peterson. I just think like, it's just, he's got to produce a, 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 he'll pass Peterson with a Super Bowl victory. Even if he has the exact same record as Peterson after four years with a Super Bowl, he'll be a better coach because he turns it around. So like 2020 was a dumpster fire for the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles. And 2021 was a phenomenally fun season. It wasn't great, mm-hmm. but it was fun. And this season so far has been great. But literally I can hear the rant by Coach Boone. I'll bring it up in a minute, but Let's get to the rest of these picks, and I'll bring the speech up. Holy Lord Almighty. Man, Colts, Titans. Me and uh, me and McCarthy took the Titans. You and Kev, uh, no, and Kevin. Well, you took the Colts. You tried the cheerleader. Yeah, yeah that not didn't work good, out too not well. A good, not a good look, buddy. Sam, uh, so- Sam uh, Ellinger, by the way, is the new starter. But so that should tell you everything. How everything's going there. So, was is Ryan injured or is this a performance bench? I think it's both. <laughs> like I heard both, but I think it's an injury. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. We're gonna find out in about a week when he comes back. But hey, listen, Sammy E, man, horns, we're back it actually might end up working out. So we'll see what happens going forward with that. Um, Falcons, Bengals, me and you took the Bengals. What up? Smart pick there, buddy. I I just, you know what? Listen, the Falcons hype was just too much. Yeah. um, I, I wanted to pick the Falcons as an upset. I really wanted to. I, they're a fun team to watch, surprisingly, and they're fighting for that divisional spot with the uh, with the Buccaneers right now, which I, I think every, I guess it's up for grabs for anybody except the Panthers probably. But at the end of the day, you kind of got to go. You got to go with Joe Burrow. You got to go with Jamar Chase. You got to go with Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon, Hayden Hurst. It's, it's tough to pass on a team like that when they're playing somebody like the Falcons. So it was an easy choice at the end of the day. But Joe Burrow had a freaking day, man. Yeah, I – the biggest thing about Joe Burrow to me that cracks me up is just like it looked like we're, we're back to Joe Burr and Jamar Chase. Like that's the that's the thing. And back to form also, like we clean sweep the Chiefs, man. It was not even close. Um, I <sighs> – it was rough, brother. Like it looked like the 49ers had it for all of 10 minutes. Like I looked at my offer pregame from FanDuel, it was only sixty bucks, and I took it as an insult. So I said, "Fuck you! I'm keeping the money. Let's ride." And it turns. I'm then the then the Niners score ten. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like I've been down this road before. I, I I pull up, pull up, and I'm like, "Wait, just give it some time." Um, I was making sure you actually uh, your guys hit as well. Uh, both said our gimmies, by the way. So before we get into the one sentence game. This is what I hear in my head every time the Eagles do something stupid. You put that uniform on. That Titan uniform. You better come to work. 
We will be perfect in every aspect of the game. You drop a pass, you run a mile. You miss a blocking assignment, you run a mile. You fumble the football, and I will break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts. And then you will run a mile. Perfection. That's what I hear because the Eagles play like Alabama, which in my case is the perfection of of how football should be played, or at least it's, it's some years. depends on the year. Anyway, um, this is the most talented Eagles roster I've ever seen. So to me, I have to bring up the Eagles at some point today. I expect perfection. Like we should have kicked the Cowboys off that damn field. We should have beaten Kyler by 30. We should have beaten the Vikings by 40. Like I want – like death shots. I don't like these 20 points and pull off the gas. It's not going to, that's not going to win you a Super Bowl. So that's why, like, everyone's like, oh, the Eagles are so good, bro. They could be a Super Bowl champ. I'm like, mm, mm, I don't give a fuck what the record is. They own oh, no, out every week. Fuck them. Like, mm. get their shit right. <laughs> everyone's like, why, why aren't you happy? I'm like, because I've been down this fucking road before. I expect better. That's, I'm like Jalen Hurts, man. I ain't happy with these. Like, they ain't played a complete game yet. Which is yeah, scary. You know what? Also me the fuck off. Shout out to um, shout out to the Eagles though because they made that just uncharacteristic hire Nick Sirianni and they they got ripped for it. And his mm-hmm. press conference in the beginning, he was very, very nervous and he was stumbling on his words. Everybody was shitting on him. This dude turned out to be a fantastic coach for them well, so far. They, they fucking love him. It's like Peterson, man. Nobody like the Peterson hire. Mm-hmm. Like Howie Roseman doesn't make bad calls with coaches. The only one he made a mistake on was Chip Kelly, but. I think everyone kind of made a mistake with Chip Kelly. Um, Yay. All right. Also, uh, according to um, Adam Schefter, um, Mm -hmm. they're saying that Mac Jones and Bailey Zeep could both play tonight. What the sweet baby fuck? Like I said, Bill Belichick strikes again, even with an (laughs) option I didn't even see coming. Oh, my Lord. Oh, Jesus. All right. Baseball update. Um, The World Series is set. The Philadelphia Phillies will play the will play the uh, Houston Astros in the World Series. Um, ironic because if the if this game goes to, if the series goes to five, which it hopefully should, um, between game four and five, guess what is on Thursday Night Football? Eagles Texans. So it's Houston versus Philly for the next two weeks. Oh, I that's fucking, cool. <laughs> I fucking love this. The last time this happened, it was. Uh, Giants, Eagles, and Yankees, Phillies. Oh nine, mm. which I thought was cool because I was rooting for two different cities. Because I kind of liked the Yankees when I was a kid. I really liked the Yankees when I was a kid because of A Rod. But then when they started doing A Rod dirty, I told them to go fuck themselves. And I was like, all right, you know what? No, no team gets my love except for the Diamondbacks, and I guess the Phillies. Yeah, I, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I was saying to you before in the pre-show. It's. Um, Aaron Boone is not a great manager in the playoffs, and it's easy. It's just easy just to not be even feel any pain anymore because the last five years, all I've seen this team do under Aaron Boone is choke in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's not a good man. Like for example, why he, is he's James Brian? Like, he's Brian. What's he's Brian Cashman's puppet? Yeah, it's not rock. It's well, not rocket. Why is Jamison Tyone against the Astros game one pitched five complete innings? He gave up one run and had 67 pitches going into the sixth inning. Why was he taken out of the game with 67 pitches and one earned run, and why did Aaron Boone decide to put in an inexperienced 
reliever who does not have a lot of lot of playing time at the MLB level and Clark Schmidt into the game and just he just gave the game away and then so did every other pitcher but why are you putting in inexperienced guys to pitch in big time games like this like Clark Schmidt has been in the in the MLB sporadically for the last couple of seasons not full time Aaron Boone should never have taken James Jameson Tyone out that's just what he does. Like the last year when he took Davey Garcia out in the second inning and they just fucking blew that game too. So it's just, I'm tired of it. I think Boone's going to be fired. If anybody's going to take the rap, it's probably going to be him. I can see Cash coming back. I think Hal Steinbrenner is going to sign him back. They're too, too buddy-buddy with each other. I don't know who's going to be the manager next year, but I just want it to not be Aaron Boone. I have love for no, the guy for, as I, a player and everything, but I just don't want him coaching my team. No, I get that. Oh, it's fine. It's trying to come down again. Nice. I like the sound of rain when I'm inside, especially because my uh, ceiling here has skylights. Kind of has a nice attempt to it. Either way, random thoughts here. Could we talk about the NLCS? And I, the Yankees. Listen, the Yankees. I just they have been a shell of the franchise since 2013 to me. It's, that was last year. I look at them. I'm like, huh. it's um. You know what? It's just at the end of the day, it's a it's a very talented team that just doesn't get the job done at the end of the day. And I We're start with the manager. How baseball is played now. Yeah. Listen, I baseball start with the manager. So much differently. Like, dude, that, that lineup in 2010, 2012, 2016, our teams win a World Series. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they're not built for it now. No, no, they're not. And you know what? There's a big part of it is I don't see any hustle. I see Josh Donaldson watching his ball get hit like it's a home run. The first base coach dapping him up, and he's not even telling him to keep running because they hit off the top of the wall. So it starts with the coaching, then it goes to the players' performance, and then it goes right up to the general manager. So this team needs to really do some serious cleaning of the house and if they want to get serious again. Can we talk? Anyways, about the, though, can we talk about the poor opposite of the Yankees with the Philadelphia Phillies? Holy fuck, man! They have Their coaches, me, they. I am not a. I, I will not relinquish my Diamondbacks fandom, but I've now found a second favorite team. I always root for the Phillies because the Philly get the Philadelphia connection. And yeah. I, I'm a big Bryce Harper guy ever since he renounced his uh, Cowboys fandom to be a full time Eagles fan. I think that's how he's going to get Mike Trout to come to Philadelphia. And the conspiracy theory right there. Because, um, you know, Mike Trout's from Mildale. Um, here's the kicker, right? I love this team, man. They're fun. They're fun. Like Reese Hopkins is Reese Hoskins bat bat slam was amazing. Schwar or was it Muncie hitting about fifty billion? Who was the guy who for their home? Oh, was it Schwarber or Muncie? Who was their home run king this year? Schwarber, right? Uh, Schwarber. Yeah, Schwarber, they look the same. That's why, even though they're played for two different franchises, they're just big jack dudes with bombs. Um, Schwarber hitting a gazillion bombs this year. Bryce Harper with maybe the most epic home run I've ever seen in my fucking life. And he literally, the dugout's like, did I just fucking hit that? Like, this is such poetic justice for Bryce Harper. Because he was given so much shit for leaving Washington a year early. He was given so much shit for that huge contract he took with Philadelphia. And he's finally adjusting. And it's and this team is just fun. And they're winning with scrappy fucking players. They are the 2015 Royals. We were wondering which team. I said, remember our baseball playoff preview? I said it was either going to be them or the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Mariners kicked the piss out of uh, who did they play first round? Uh, Blue Jays. Blue Jays. They kicked the piss out of the Blue Jays. But then they ran into that buzz buzzsaw called the Astros. Yeah. And the Astros look are looking like 
they're supposed to be this team, man. They're the hot team. They're last year. They're the last year's Astros. But they're going to run into this year's Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. Or two years ago's Washington Nationals, where I think like 60% of America should be rooting for the Phillies, if not oh, more. Yeah. It, the Astros symbolize everything that's wrong with baseball. Even though, listen, originally they did it the right way. They built the roster up from dog shit because from about 2007 till about 2012, that team was dog piss, and they finally got their shit together, and they become a perennial like winner. But here's the problem. Mm-hmm. They also cheated. So with that being said, they did God's work by knocking the Dodgers out of the 2017 World Series. Thank Jesus. But besides that, they are not forgiven for their sins. Um the least in my eyes. Uh, but the Phillies, man, I cannot wait. I want them to win because, one, that Philadelphia is going to be insane. But imagine, just imagine this. I don't think Philadelphia, the Eagles, if they play the way they're playing right now, they are not a Super Bowl team yet. If they start playing complete football, yes, they can. They have the chance to. They have the chance to be a Super Bowl team. If that chance happens in the Phillies, who are underdogs, obviously – Win the World Series. Both teams. Holy sweet Jesus. Matt, we're going to that fucking parade in, in February if that happens. Dude, that would be they're already climbing the polls for the Phillies going to the World Dude, Series. Like man. we're taking days off from work and I will pay for our gas to get down there. <laughs> we're taking a corner booth trip. That's fine. We just gotta hit up a cheesesteak while we're down there. Oh fuck yeah. I have like seven spots. Even even Pat's Pat's cousin was telling me places at the wedding I need to go to. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, if only I, we can I, get the Flyers to uh figure their shit out because the seven yeah, sixers gonna are fine. Sixers, though, that's possible. Could be the new Minnesota NBA Finals. I want to see Joel Embiid and Towns get in a fist fight again. <clears throat> but now we got Rudy Gobert <laughs> and James yeah, Rudy Gobert, who's gonna uh, just be like, I touched James everything on your bench. Freaking, uh, Anthony Edwards, like, god, that'd be a f- like, I love my Wolves right now. They're playing a really good team. Um, I'm just looking right now. Before we go to the NFL, and then we'll go to uh, our top tens. Last time I was checking the World Series odds. All right. The Phillies are plus 160 to win the World Series. I am taking. I'm putting twenty bucks in the Phillies before I get off the show. After I get off the show, you said uh, what was it? Plus one sixty. Oh, for the series, yeah. I would. I would take the Phillies right now. I think. Listen, I think they're an underdog team, but they got so much fight and they got mm-hmm. so much momentum on their hands right now. I think they're a dangerous team right now, mm-hmm. and I think this could be another scenario when the Astros lose to the Nationals a couple years ago. The underdog team. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astros could be the next uh, Los Angeles Dodgers making like three or four consecutive World Series trips and just losing all of them. Yeah. But you ready to get to the meat of the sandwich? <clears throat> oh, I'm always ready for that. All right, here we go. Kick it off with the America's Fair Game, the one sentence game brought to you by the amazing people at ah, candydips.com. Promo code BUG20 for 20% off. Of course, the uh, Bears Patriots kicked off for those wondering. Um, Saints and Cardinals. All I can say is Arizona, thanks for the draft pick. Best Thursday night football game we've had in years. Early's most scoring wise. Mm-hmm. 
Arizona Cardinals. Who did they play this past week? Was it the Seahawks? No, that was Saints. last week. Saints. Oh, yeah. That was a great game. That was, was a fun. 42 was 34 fun. kind of thing. Or 34 40, 42. It was, it was just fun. It was you know what? Just fun. It was. You know what? It was about time we got a really good primetime game because that was a fun game to watch. Their quarterback, even Andy Dolan's coming out here slinging the football. We get Chris Olave gave me great we get Bucks next week, which I don't know if that's going to be fun or just defense. And then the Eagles, we, have, we have Eagles, Texans. What the shit, man? Okay, even preseason, who thought that was going to be a good matchup? You know what? Like, to throw you a curveball, December 22nd, Jets and Jaguars, Thursday night football in New York, and we have James Robinson now, so that could be a nice that's little revenge bad. game for him. Like, okay, some of these matchups actually shake up to be pretty fun, but – yeah. Oh god. Anything else on Saints Cardinals before we move on? Because I'm trying to speed run this. No. Um, no. Just I'm impressed with Andy Dalton compared to how he's played with Dallas and the Bears. So I'm very happy that he's <laughs> kind of back to original form. There you go. Um, Falcons Bungles. Uh, Bungles no more. Uh, Falcons can score, but the Bengals are back to their division champ ways. They're the best team in this division. Listen, Joe Burrow <laughs> is a fantastic quarterback. Um, Jamar Chase is back. Tyler Boyd's back. The team looks great, and I think they're going to win that division. Still. Yeah. Falcons are still in it, though, for their division. They're still in it. doesn't matter. I know. I, you know, honestly, I think they're still the NFC North team to beat. Lions, Cowboys, three thoughts. One, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I hope your head's okay. Two, Lions fans, you're not making the playoffs this year. I'm sorry, but this is not a lost season. If you guys can rally and start winning some games – could be a fun season. I think um, Dan Campbell gets a third year, but I think yeah. in the third year, if he doesn't win at least uh, nine games, I think he's fucked. If he doesn't make the playoffs, I think I think Martha, I think the four of him is gonna be like, hey, listen, uh, pal, like you gotta do something here. I get it, this team's shit, but you've got to figure it out. All right, last thought: Cowboys' offense looks less efficient with Dak in the lineup. I get it; it's week one with Dak back. I mean, it's it's the first week with Dak back, but. A lot of mistakes. The they just they didn't play, and this is a Lions defense who gave up forty to the Eagles. Yeah, like the like, and it took a couple fumbles for them not to the Lions not to score. I love the Lions. I think this was the perfect team for Dak to play to get back on track because it was the Lions. Uh, but I, I agree. I think it was more fluid with um, Cooper Rush, but I'm, we'll see how it goes now that he's got another week under practice under him. But, yeah, I, I agree with your point. Jerry Goff looked like ass. Uh, yeah, that, 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 pick, that pick by Trayvon Diggs just made me irritated. Um, Dak Prescott's line, 19 for 25, 207 in the touchdown, and Michael Irvin's already taking shots at Jalen Hurts. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Love you, Irv, but the second you start talking about the, the navy and white instead of the green and orange, I hate you. All right. Titans, Colts, both teams are bad. The Colts are just much worse. That's all I got to say about this game. Dude, the – the um, I don't even – I think I saw a stat. I think the Titans are uh, – the Titans are like a top five seed in the AFC, man. Just let that sink in. Like, I know the Jets are up there too, because, like, obviously, so I know that's even crazier, but, like, the Titans are fucking, like, I mean, the AFC is so The Titans could only have one loss if they just made a stop against the Giants. Can we just talk about that? Yeah. We've won. Yeah. If they just to stop that two point conversion, they would be five and one right now. Yeah, I know. Uh, speaking of coulda, woulda, shoulda, uh, Packers, Commanders. 
We are commanders. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I really hate saying this, but is Carson Wentz the problem? I was kidding. He's not. Um, Brian Robinson's looking like he's getting to form. Heineke just plays so well. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he he, I, he I, didn't I, have anything amazing stats wise, but he just did enough. Yeah, two touchdowns, one pick. Just just makes the right reads. Scary Terry, love having his boy back. Um, even like Antonio Gibson looked great catching the ball out of the backfield. Has that like scat back. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Um, Bucks Panthers. What the sweet fuck was that? <laughs> Where did this happen? It looks like XFL PJ Walker and Oklahoma State Chubba Hubbard and Texas De- Deontay Foreman just got after the retirement homeboys. What the hell am I watching? I'm watching this on fucking Red Zone. Literally, like, looking at my dad. I'm like, you seen this shit? He goes, what's going on? I'm like, I think Giselle took her hex off of Brady. He's starting to age finally. <laughs> I think also, I said this to my buddy, the Bucks fan today. Like, I really hope this isn't the case. Because as much as Tom pisses me off my entire, like, life watching football, I have to respect one of the greatest to ever play the game. And, dude, I think his team might have quit on him. I think they're quitting on him. Yeah, um, you know, uh, interesting stat that I saw today. Um, PJ Walker and Taylor Heineke were both XL for XFL quarterbacks a couple of years ago, and they both beat Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady this it's week. Just nuts! It's just absolutely nuts. Shout out to the old original XF, the uh, second coming, the XFL. Even if um, even if Mike Evans caught that ball, they still would have lost the game. I was just about to say, like, yeah, momentum may have shifted for a second, but they couldn't stop the run. Like any of you Ravens fans next week, like go go start um go start the Gus bus, baby. Get him rolling. I'm not trying to jump the gun on anything like this, but sometimes sometimes guys are better coordinators and coaches. Yeah, like, I've had I, I was never a big Todd Bowles believer. I say they're gonna be a first round exit at best in Tampa. And I hope they make the playoffs just so Philly can kick the piss out of them to pay back for last year. But I want one more shot. I want one more haymaker of Brady. But like, I don't know, man. Like Atlanta might be the best team at division right now. That's scary. Like Atlanta beats Tampa if there's no Grady Jarrett. Listen, um, Todd. I've had Tobles as a coach. I love the guy, um, but I th- I just didn't think he was ever really a good coach. He didn't have great uh, game time management with us. Um, and you know they're not getting it done in Tampa. I th- I think what they should have done was made Byron Leftwich the coach. I'm more excited to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think Tobles' job. If the Falcons, or I'm sorry, if the Buccaneers can win the division, that'll save Tobles' job for another year. Um, oh, he's got two years, I, I think, but it's next year they don't like. I, but also, if the team falls apart in the offseason, like Brady retires, Fournette opts out, requests a trade, Mike Evans opts out, it's it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, this offseason, if they don't make the playoffs, we got they got a real problem. Um, Giants and Jags, Giants, congratulations, you're six and one. Jacksonville Jaguars have a problem. Trevor Lawrence is a fraud. I think Doug Peterson's doing his best to hold it, but I watched him crumble like a bad cookie on that last like drive. The bad reads, the dropped interceptions, the freaking horrible throws and double coverage. If you go back and look at the All-22, there's like two or three guys open on that route, or at least there's the throwing windows where they're going to get open if you put the ball in the right spot, which a mm-hmm. pro quarterback, or in this case, QB Jesus, which he was like quoted, like supposed to be, like this guy was like the highest rated QB prospect since Andrew Luck. Like throws I've seen Zach Wilson hit. I've seen Jalen Hurts hit these throws. 
I've seen Andrew Luck, Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Mahomes, even freaking Deshaun Watson, all these guys, like even Geno Smith's hitting throws that are insane like this. But I'm not seeing Lawrence hit him. He looks gun shy. He like throwing off of, he's like jump, making jump throws, sidearm slings and everything's off target. And I'm looking, I'm like, and also like, let's, let's go back a couple weeks against the Eagles. I got to watch him in person, right? All three of his touchdown, all two of his touchdowns, three, whatever it was, were all little slide throws to Jamal Agnew on the ridge. They weren't like beautiful throws. They were dump balls. The Eagles got sloppy on defense because half their defense was on, was, was injured that game. I digress. So, with that being said, and he also telegraphed the worst interception I've ever seen to James Bradbury, I think Trevor Lawrence is a bust. I think Zach Wilson and um, Mac Jones sort of are the best quarterbacks in that class, in the second-year class. I think I think Zach Wilson – you guys might have gotten the best quarterback in that class because I don't trust Trevor. I don't trust Justin Fields. I wrote, I don't know about mm. Mac Jones yet. Trey Lance is a bust so far. The Jets might have got the best quarterback in that draft class, and I am like, huh? Yeah, I mean, I not to toot my team's horn or anything. I I I need to see more from Zach. Like I was saying before, I I need to see like him have some breakout games. I need to see him throw for more than 120 yards. I, I just want to see more production from him. But at the same time, the run game was been working so well why why abort that if it's not you know if there's no issue with it mm-hmm. but you know with, with trevor lawrence i've i've seen a lot of progression from him compared to last year i think he's a better quarterback than he was last year but to you know to your points you know he was missing wide open receivers he was throwing bad passes he was not reading all of his routes and you know what that last play that, that the receiver didn't have to jump up for that ball um I think the fact because he jumped up and he caught it like in his midsection. I just I think yeah. I think because of that they're able to stop him at the one. If he was just able to kind of catch it in stride, he would have just kind of barreled into the end zone. But kudos to that Giants defense for stopping him at that one yard line. Um, but I think the I think the Jaguars got the right coach in place. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence has progressed. Um, so we'll just see what they do going forward. Yeah. Last thing, the Giants are good. They can run the football very well. The Jaguars obviously can't stop the run. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, you know, if we're, we're not, this, we might have this conversation in a couple weeks, but like if they hit this throw, we're talking about how the Giants play. Like, let's, Giants fans, good job. All I'm saying is that this Jaguars team's ass. And it took, and they still almost beat the Jags and the Giants. So, all the Giants fans coming for the Eagles' heads right now. All right, we'll see in a few weeks. All right, chill the fuck out. All right, hmm. next up, we'll talk. We'll speed run this one because this game was basically not entertaining. Um, Ravens, uh, uh, Browns. Ravens get the dub. Typical NFC North score, NFC North score, twenty to twenty three. It's like, yeah, it's like prototypical Ravens Bengals score. Uh, Ravens Browns score. How are you doing that? <clears throat> Listen, Browns are just waiting for Deshaun Watson to get off suspension. They're just riding Jacoby Brissett out for as long as they can. Like I, I, I think Brissett's going to get another. He's going to be the new Tyrod Taylor. I think he's, he's, he's earning. Yeah, I think he's, he's earning well. a contract, and he's going to play well. Like wherever he goes, he's clearly he's got an arm. He can clearly master an offense. He's got a cannon. It's like, 
Listen, if you put him, there's there's a handful of teams you could put him on right now that he like. If you put him on the Patriots, if you put him on the Browns, you Fuck, could put argue. Put him on the Eagles. Yeah, he'll probably be five and one right now. You could you could probably argue he's better than Geno Smith. He's definitely better mm. than Davis Mills. Geno, Geno, I for, I forgot how much Geno has of arm talent. Where like the anticipation and the accuracy and the deep ball throws, like that's true. I think Geno is a top twenty quarterback. And I think we really kind of rolled him year, off yeah. because of how bad he was mm-hmm. in New York. And then he goes to Buffalo. He was not great in New York Giants either. But he goes to Seattle last year when Ross is injured for a couple weeks. And he actually threw a couple of good balls. And a mm-hmm. full year in the offense, like he looks great. Yeah. Like well, you, so you put uh you put Jacoby Brissett on the on the, the Pats, the Browns. The um, the Texans, um, shit. I had a bunch of other teams in my head that I try and can't think of right now. Um, you could argue right now the Broncos right now, um, Lions right now. But he, he would be a much better option at quarterback than a lot of these guys. Even um, so, he's playing it to the point where I think any quarterback team, any like the Colts too, any team that needs a quarterback right now, I'd be looking at him in the offseason at least just as a security blanket. If you don't get the draft pick for you want for saying. Yeah. Uh, CJ Stroud or a uh, Bryce Young. All right, moving on yeah, to any, your squad. Any of those quarterbacks, any of those quarterbacks are not going to pin on the NFL because they are USC, Ohio State, and Alabama quarterbacks. <laughs> Caleb Williams is another year. I think he's twenty twenty four class, um, along with Van Dyke and a few others. Um, Jets and Broncos. Uh, all say is uh, praying for a speedy recovery from Bryce Hall I and mean, Bryce Hall and um, Elijah Vera Tucker. Um. Yeah, that's all I got for you. Um, uh, Jets get the win, man. Congratulations, Maddie. Yeah. Um, like we talked about before, um, to critique Zach Wilson a little more, he needs to show me more to prove to me that he is a quarterback for us. Um, we're winning games right now, so I'm not concerned about him, but I just want more play out of him. James Robinson is a fantastic addition to this team in loss of Bryce Hall, Brees Hall. Damn, I'm doing it too, and Brees Hall. Um, see what the see what Joe Douglas can do about the offensive line since we lost Vera Tucker. Um, big news was that Elijah Moore apparently is coming back to this team next week. So hearing he could be activated for the Patriots game, which is big because we lost Denzel Mims and Corey Davis left hurt. So right now it's Garrett Wilson and Garrett Wilson. Right for Davis's recovery because I just went and tried to get him on waivers. Yeah. Um, so uh, we we could be we could be uh, you know deploying I, I, a, I Elijah Moore. I am yeah. putting bet money uh, yeah. on the Jets. That's happening. So um, hopefully some guys come back and we should be okay. All right. Let's try to speed run these Texans Raiders. This was exactly what we thought we did. Josh Jacobs from God mode and the mm-hmm. Texans can't stop the run. Yep. Yep. Texans suck. Brandon Cooks is on the trade deadline, hopefully, because he's too talented to be on a team. Like this man, he deserves a better shot. Um, all right. Seahawks, Chargers. It's the Geno show. They still didn't write back. I, I'm like loving this, okay? Yeah. Not just because he's my backup quarterback in fantasy, but the fact that this man is just slinging darts all over the yard. And hey, DK goes down with a leg of an injury, hopefully for speed recovery for him. He throws that dime to Goodwin. Yes, J, uh, um, JC Jackson probably towards ACL on that, on that throw, but still, it's an absolute rocket dart. And like, I love watching the Seahawks with Kenneth Walker and Geno Smith, they're a fun team. They're not going to do shit if they play like a Philly or a New York Giants or that da- might be Dallas. Um, 
or like a uh, I don't know uh, Minnesota, but hell, they might be the best. They're the best team in the NFC West right now. Mm-hmm. You talk, tell me, out of all the five, it, like a healthy Niners team, I think I'm more scared of than them. But they're not. That's never going to happen under Kyle Shanahan's watch. And then you know no. the, the Rams are literally eating themselves, and then you have the uh, Cardinals who are just so. No, this is a special year for the for the Seahawks. This is supposed to be a throwaway year. Geno Smith and Drew Locke are supposed to be terrible for them. They were supposed to finish last in the division, and right now they're four and three at top of that division. So kudos to them. Um, I'm a Geno Smith guy. I'm as a Jets fan. You know, I always had a soft spot for him. I felt like we, I felt like he never had a chance to show us what he really had. Plus, I feel like we never really offered him that chance. Uh, we were really quick to replace him when he got uh, punched in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, shout out to him, man. It's never too late to get your chance. Hell no. All righty. Next up, uh, Chiefs 49ers. Now, all I'm going to say is this game had me sweating for about 30 seconds, and then Mahomes and the boys just took over. This wasn't even the third game. No, yeah, I mean, shout out to the – I don't know, even know who I'm shouting out, but Chiefs Look, are going to win this Chiefs game regardless. Chiefs are giving my money. Yeah. Chiefs are going to win this Greg, regardless. Um, I, I had hopes that uh, the Niners are going to make this a fun game. I was hoping Christian McCaffrey would have a monster day. Um, at the end of the day, Mahomes is Mahomes, and it's, you, you can never count out Patrick Mahomes. Also, can we also talk about how the fact that I don't really trust the Niners secondary as much as everyone says I should? No, I mean, they – it's – Slowly but surely, they've lost key guys. Like, you know, I remember when they had, what was it, like Jimmy Ward, Jaquaski, Tart. They had um, they cut Eric Tart Reed, make Richard Sherman. Yeah. Um, oh, Jason the Niners to me are just a weird roster. I can never – they're like an enigma to me. Um, And last night, Steelers-Dolphins. I would say who cares, but Mozart cleaned up for me with a touchdown. Yeah. Um. Uh, what are you gonna do? I, I think this team, both teams are eh at best. And uh, Kenny, Kenny throw, Kenny, I throw picks, throw one <laughs> at the last minute for the toe tap save. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm just happy that Tua had a healthy game and nothing happened to him. I'm. I was very worried when they said he was gonna play, just because I just still think like I was just very concerned for his well being. But you know what? Twenty one for thirty five, two hundred sixty one yards, and a touchdown for him. A safe, clean game. I like their game plan for him. They're having him get the ball out quicker um, just to avoid any sort of hits. Uh, Mostert had a pretty good game. He had 79 rushing yards, and then he had 30 uh, yards receiving with the touchdown, so that's good for you, fantasy. Um, Miami did enough to win, you know, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not too impressed. 16-10 and 10 against the 2-5 and five Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, you know. Kenny Pickett is probably their best option right now, 32 of 44. But he threw three picks, threw three picks against the Jets, threw three picks against Miami. I'm pretty sure right now he's got like eight interceptions on the season, maybe seven. I think he has more turnovers than the than three or four teams. Like I think it's Listen, like really bad. I'm sticking to the fact that I think Malik Willis is going to be the best option in that class. Maybe Matt Corral. Yet to be seen. Right. All right. Ready for our top tens? Oh, I'm ready. The KB top ten is brought to you by the amazing people at geekedofficial.com. Promo code Cornbrew for 10% off. This week's topic is our top ten favorite bands or musical artists. Matt, take it away. All right. So just like every other list, it's not going to make sense and it's going to get weird. 
So, honorable mentions. Uh, I grew up as a big um, Leonard Skinner and Led Zeppelin fan. So those are going to be my honorable mentions. Um, I've obviously never seen Led Zeppelin before because they haven't been a band in a very long time. And um, I've seen Leonard Skinner probably about five times in my life. And each show is amazing. doesn't matter how many of the original guys are there, how many have passed and they've replaced. It's just an amazing show. Um, number 10 for me, Jimi Hendrix. I love I, Jimi Hendrix. I love oh, Along the Watchtower, 6 to 9, Purple Haze. Voodoo Child, um, my favorite rock song of all time. When Cries Mary. Um, I love all of his music. There's not one time. I was just like at the bar the other day in West Haven, just on the on the jukebox, on, on, on Touch Tunes, just playing his shit, and it was amazing. Number nine is one of my favorite bands to listen to when I'm trying to get a pump in the gym, Metallica. To blast any Metallica song, whether it's cardio, whether you're lifting, you're always going to get good pumps. Number eight is the first concert that I've ever been to and the first big-time rock band that I think I just learned to love, which was Rush. Not a lot of people know about Rush, but they're a unique band from the 70s, and they are amazing, and they have great music, and it just works for every occasion. This is one we're going to just get weird because there's no there's – no, you know, cruise into the next set of what I'm getting into. It's just going right to the hard stuff. So number seven, we got Eminem. Eminem, I, just, I fucking love Eminem, man. I grew up on him, and when I got to high school was when he dropped Recovery. And ever since then, man, I just started listening to all his old shit, and then I just started just catching up to all of his new shit, and he's just one of my favorites. And I've seen him in concert with Rihanna. That was an amazing show. Number six is Drake, probably one of the best artists of this current generation. He is, to me, he's the top rapper right now. Um, but I love all of his stuff. I can get into him. I know you, <laughs> I know we're all going to have our differences. The best rapper currently alive right now is J. Cole, but that's a whole other argument. That is very true. I mean, I will give it to J. Cole. He is like one of the only rappers that can go platinum and not have one collab on his entire album. Um, number five, we're going to get a little old. We're going to go Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg is the epitome of West Coast 90s rap. Uncle Snoop. Number four, Jay Z. Jay Z was, Jay Z is just New York. When I when I think of like the Yankees and just everything, I just and the Bronx, I just think of Jay Z and his music. You know, it's just Empire State of Mind, everything. Number three, we're gonna go Tupac because Tupac has to be in in a top three, top five. He's got to be somewhere in that list, and he's just mm. it's just poet poetic fucking excellence all of his music he just rapped about actual <laughs> meaningful shit not sex drugs and rock and roll and all that shit number Damn, two could be tear bands are out of there <laughs> number number two could be a surprise but uh, kendrick lamar i'm a big kendrick lamar fan i, I love uh -huh. all of his shit i've been following him since his uh money trees album i love damn um i love this new shit and I hope he continues to pump some shit out and doesn't wait like five years like last time. Yeah. Number one, my all-time favorite artist. We probably already know who it is because there's only one person missing, and that would be the Notorious B.I.G. My all-time, all-time favorite rapper, favorite artist. I, I just, every single thing he fucking puts out is just pure excellence. I wish he was still alive to see him today. I, I will refuse to see any sort of cover rapper for him because it's just not the same, but it's just that is my favorite rapper of all time. All right. <clears throat> for myself, 
I liked I liked a lot of yours, and I love the rap influence towards the end. Mine goes all weird directions. One I'll mention I didn't put in because I don't really have a favorite artist for the genre, but it's like a guilty pleasure of mine is soul music, so like Marvin Gaye, Sam and Dave, mm-hmm. Temptations. That's like one like one banger. thing I don't really talk about, but it's like one of my guilty pleasures. I always listen mm-hmm. to that shit. Um, Rick James. Uh, I don't go that. Uh, Rick James, that bitch. Uh, I stick to the '60s and '70s. That. All right. Uh, honorable mentions. Number one, Brantley Gilbert. He was the guy who got me into country music. A lot of gritty, hard lyrics, tattoos, motorcycles, guns, drinking, craziness, like small town throwdown, dirty. Um, uh, was kicking the sticks. He's got a lot of good uh, albums. I think half of my country like go-to playlist is him. At least a third of it is. All right. Uh, I don't mention this. These bands are tied because they're basically the same band, just two different generations. ACDC and Airborne. If you don't know who Airborne is, they did like half a soundtrack for um, Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. I love their music. It is energetic. It's great for the gym. It's just just hard rock screaming 80s energy. I love it. Number 10, um, number 10 is a tie between Meek Mill and Eminem. I have loved these artists as like my number two artist for different points of my life. I love Meek Mill because of his Philadelphia connection because dreams and nightmares is like one of my favorite songs of all time because of how much he meant to the city during the 2017 title. And also just cause there's a lot of it. And he was one of the best concerts I ever saw live on just live in person. Him and little Dirk was a great concert. <clears throat> he's tired of Eminem. Eminem is obviously one of the greatest rappers to ever walk the earth. If he's not one or two, he's three. Um, he's he's an amazing lyricist. Uh, Tie collapse, survival, um, sing for the moment. Slim Sh- anything on the Slim Shady LP. Even Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Um, yeah, frick. It's even the two songs he did with Rihanna. Even his collaborations, like ta- um, uh, Renegade with Jay Z. You could talk about mm. uh his feature on a on SmackDown with Akon or him featuring with Drake and Kanye and Wheezy for forever. He's just one of the best rap art musical artists ever walked the earth. And I love him a lot. I love his style. Don't love his political savvy sometimes, but that's a whole nother ball game. Um, that's why he's farther on my list also. Cause like he, he started to fall off last couple of years, but you know, Godzilla yeah. and Venom brought me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine is a tie between my favorite, like small rock artist now who I've seen twice. Her last show kind of pissed me off a little bit because she had such a short set. I think it's also just Boston sucks for concerts. And uh, my favorite, um, sort of semi solo rock artist, it's uh, Dorothy and Jimi Hendrix. I found Dorothy off of the Madden 16 playlist. Um, she did Missile, and then I went and started listening to her other shit and started seeing her in concert, and she's awesome. Um, I'd say she's Joan Jett meets Ozzy Osbourne with a tiny bit of, uh, tiny bit of Hendrix or uh, uh, Joplin. If you throw. She's a lot. She's different, and I just like she's a little darker, a little religious uh, acting. She's very, uh, very cat. I think she's very Christian. Uh, I do like that kind of influence to it. And Jimi Hendrix, man, is my favorite rock, rock song of all time. Voodoo Child. I love Jimmy's Bruce stuff, man. He is my. F- if it wasn't for the other classic rock bands above him, he would be higher up on this list by himself. Um, number seven is Lincoln Park. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. Not, not number seven. Number seven is Tupac and Nas. They're tied. I could not put one in front of the other because I love them both equally. Nas, I grew up to love more and more as I got older. 
Tupac was like my favorite artist when I was a kid. Besides my number one rap artist, these this dude was like list like my like oh, hit him up. California Love. Um, this Illmatic is one of the top albums. In yeah, the 90s you talk about Illmatic. Time. Illmatic is one of my top five favorite albums I own. Like I literally, everyone's like, if you can get like at four items on file, I'm like Illmatic's number two. Like, but Nas is in your top five favorite artists. I'm like, nope, but doesn't matter. Like everything from halftime to the world is yours to freaking New York State of Mind. It's just a beautiful album. He kind of fell off in his later years. Like, you know, everyone could talk about Ethan. I'll listen to Ethan because Jay-Z's my dog. Take over is a better song. But either way, um, I love Nas. But Tupac and him are awesome. Then um, you go to my 80s hair bands at number eight. It's Guns N' Roses and Motley Crue. I can't separate the two of them because to me, they're the same animal of two different beasts. <laughs> uh, I like G- Appetite for Destruction is probably my favorite rock album ever. Um, I have the t-shirt for it. And the fact that you sampled it basically for the Thor Love and Thunder movie made me so happy. Even though that movie could have been so much better. Fucking Disney. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, Motley Crue also like the dirt got me hooked. Up. I, I, I like was watching the dirt on the way home from a job once, uh, sitting in the truck and it got me hooked on the music. I love Motley Crue shit. Um, number six, is that number six? No. Yeah. Number six is Lincoln Park. The, at one point in my life, they were number one. RIP to one of my favorite music class of all time. Chester Bennington still gets me a little teary thinking about it. Um, for how dark some people's childhoods were, Lincoln Park was like an outlet from 20 to 2003 to 2019. Lincoln Park was a staple, and when they released an album, it was something different. And Minutes to Midnight may have been one of my favorite albums ever. It's an underrated album by them, but I like what I've done, Shadow of the Day, Break Break It Out. All I love all of it. Um, number five is my mother would slap me to this far down my list is Led Zeppelin. If you know my family, mm-hmm. you know Led Zeppelin is something of our house. Me and my mother are probably getting Led Zeppelin, a Led Zeppelin tattoo together because that's one thing she passed down to me is my love of Led Zeppelin. My ringtone is Led Zeppelin. It's Immigrant Song. Like, I love this band. I love 90% of their music. It could be any song off any album, and I'll listen to it and jam to it, even if I don't know those damn lyrics. Number four is my second favorite rapper of all time in the group. He's from Wu-Tang Forever, baby. I love Method Man. He, I literally like every like all of his music. I've loved all of his collaborations. Still, my favorite song by him is the the original studio tape of his title track, Method Man. But like even like some of his solo shit with How High, Big Dogs, his collaboration with Red Man. I just love all of his music. Anytime I hear him on a song, I get hype as hell. And also Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. But also like the Wu Tang documentary got me loving the music. So. I loved it before, but they moved up my list because of that documentary, the doc, the docu series, the semi. It was a docu pick, docu movie. What the hell you call it? It's a sim. It's a, 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 a biographical series. What the hell it was? Number three is my favorite classic rock band of all time, the Rolling Stones. It's not rocket science. I love their music. It is so versatile. The range from where they go from like Paint It Black to Give Me Shelter to my favorite song of all time by them. Um, Street Fighting Man, Jumpin' Jack Flash. I love it all. Number two, 
is Matt's number four, I believe, is Jay-Z. Jay-Z was number one on this list for probably the last 20 years of my life. I love Jay-Z's music so much. Do I like him as a person? Not as much anymore. But do I love how he was just an amazing artist? His music has been like a staple for me since I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Do I still have a Jay-Z poster in my room? Yes. But there is only one one band above him. One artist. They take a lot of influence from Matt's honorable mention, Leonard Skinner. Little country, a lot of soul, and it's all southern Texas. East Texas. They are the only band that I have a poster of in my office. I saw them in concert this year in April. They were one of my top 10 favorite bands already, but seeing them live in concert made them my favorite band because of how amazing the show was, and that is Whiskey Myers. And yes, they've gotten a lot of popularity because they've had a couple songs featured on Yellowstone. I have not watched a fucking episode of Yellowstone. (laughs) Or people get on me for drinking Coors Banquet. I drink it because it tastes good. I had never seen an episode. Maybe a little bit because of Cobra Kai. That's a whole other issue. Um, And also, Whiskey Myers to me is just so much fun. I love their music. They have so much range. Like, my two favorite songs by them are Mud. John. Three favorite songs are Mud, John Wayne, and Frogman. Oh, no, no. Mud, John Wayne, and Gasoline. All three different songs. East Texas Nights, Dogwood, amazing. Like, I love their music. There's so much range. You have hard southern rock, pure country, a little bit of soul, almost a body gospel rock. It is the range they have is incredible, and they're my favorite band. They put on the most amazing show, and somehow they're considered country. I don't understand how, but they are. So yeah, that's my top ten. Uh, just to give you an update, so we're at the start of the second quarter, and so far it's Patriots zero, Bears ten. Fucking Bill is going to cost me a win in fantasy. Fields has um, so Fields has a rushing touchdown and then a field goal. So that's how they have ten nothing. And apparently there are a zap chance at Gillette Stadium. The pan, the Pats fans are not. Is Mac throwing? What is Mac's percentage look like? Last time I checked, he was two for two for one yard. I think Bill is tanking Mac Jones. Um, three for four for thirteen yards. Yep. How is Mac Jones our leading rusher? This is abysmal. Wow, two rushes for 16 yards. Fields is five for six for 70 yards with 11 rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, okay, Ramondre Stevens got five carries for 15 yards. They just can't get the ball moving. Fuck, if I lose this game because Bill Belichick's trying to prove a point, I swear to God. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for another amazing episode of the Corner Podcast. I've kept Matt, Matt up late long enough. If you love our show, please subscribe, follow us on all social media. Me and Matt, of course. Love when we're hearing from you guys. Oh, you have any questions? Speaking of that, I got to post a video. I forgot to do it. I have the draft. I'm going to try to see if I can get out of work early and try to post one. Either way, Matt kills it on TikTok. I try to do my best on t- t- Twitter, social media. If you mm. love our show, please subscribe, like. Who knows? You get you you come by the show enough, you might get added to our Facebook group, which is just a good old fun time. A lot of sports memes and that shit. Either way, we appreciate you stopping by. Um, quick shout outs to our friends Ryan McCarthy over at No Crimes Required, Kevin at Tailgate in the Quad, and Mike Scott and Mookie over at um, Craft Brew Sports. You can find Kevin every Thursday when they release their, their recording. Ryan goes live tomorrow, I think it's seven. 
this will be released so tonight at 7 p.m. Tuesday 7 p.m. and then I think Mike and the boys go live at 8 you can always find us commenting on those shows I've actually been on my show four times either way we love having you stop by we appreciate you coming in and you guys have a good day. see you Thursday see you guys Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.